Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. You see? You see? Your stupid minds. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was, was a bit of a, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. From the world famous Elias from Kentucky <laughs> Studios. And, uh, long story. It's uh, Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio. Now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal Dr. Scott. The traditional Chinese medicine provider gives me street cred. The whack alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And my partner in all things, Tacey. Hello, Tacey. Hello. This is a show for people who have never listened to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-768-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at drscottwm. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we're not your medical providers. Take anything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking over first with your health care provider. Don't forget to check out stuff.drsteve.com, stuff.drsteve.com. I'm going to... Uh, I'm not going to beg, but I'm going to ask you to go to stuff.drsteve.com, click through, 
to uh, Amazon when you're going to buy something or scroll down and see what we got on there because there's some interesting things there. Plus, it really helps to keep us on the air, uh, including the Roadie Robotic uh, uh, guitar tuner, which is amazing. And check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. Check out Tacy and me on patreon.com slash weird medicine where we do special shows dr scott and i may be doing a special patreon show this weekend because tacy's gonna be out of town Woo-hoo. oh yeah so uh, it might be a music show though carl knows that those don't go well <laughs> but we're gonna do it anyway and then cameo.com slash weird medicine i'll say fluid to your mother um or whatever else you want me to say within reason now um <clears throat> the reason i said uh for the Elias from Kentucky uh, Broadcast Network is because Elias from Kentucky is listening, and he is 13 and started school. yeah. Why his mom lets us listen, or lets him listen to this. Because she's awesome. Horse (laughs) doo-doo. I do not know, but um, we do appreciate him uh, listening, and we appreciate his mom, too. And um, that's that's about it. Well, uh, check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net, where you can find the best uh, CBD nasal spray. Yeah. Actually, the only CBD nasal spray that I've ever seen. Yes. And uh, we've got someone in the uh, YouTube channel, the Fluid Family, named Diesel Child, and he or she, I'll just say they, uh, <laughs> apparently bought six <laughs> bottles of that crap from you by going to uh, simplyherbals.net. And I, I give Scott a hard time. It's not crap. It's actually awesome. It's you you know you say some silly things on this show sometimes oh, yeah. of course but that stuff is the bomb so we're not supposed to actually be selling things but uh check it out at simplyherbals.net that's his website anyway yeah very good okay man <laughs> <laughs> proud of you on that one Thank best you, delivery sir. system ever Thank now uh np mel b was going to be here today and she had to fink out because she had to have dinner with her mom. Mm. And um, Lid- PA Lydia was going to be here today, but what is it? She got drunk and ate a hot dog in New York City or something. What the I hell was d- that? I don't about? know. I d- I was still hung up. I'm still hung over. I'm still hung over. Bullshit on that. And then text uh, thread. DNP Carissa had a headache and took a um, drug for the first time. Then she just woke up. So <laughs> go, so. Anyway, we're going to put them back on rotation. And hopefully now that uh, NP Mel B's business is straightened and she'll talk about it. And Tacey, you and she have a lot to talk about. Because she feels the same way about endocrinologists that you do when it comes to thyroid stuff. Yes, exactly. And I'm just going to blow up her spot a little bit. What she's her point is is that they look at numbers and they go, "Oh, well, your your uh, thyroid stimulating hormone is a little bit low, so we need to back off on your thyroid hormone." And she's saying, "I feel good for the first time in." You know, 10 years, please don't do that. And they did it anyway. No. And uh, Tacey's had the same problem, right? I uh, got up and walked out when a physician was talking to me about depression when I was trying to tell him I felt like crap because of my thyroid. I know the difference. Right. right. 
So right. um, well, I just got up and walked out because I was wasting my time. And um, Well, tell us the story a little bit. So let's talk about the symptoms of depression okay. and hedonia, the inability to enjoy things, mm-hmm. right? Apathy, the inability. Did you know that anhedonia was my ex-wife's middle name. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. I knew it. Uh, uh, yep, yep, yep. Give thyself a bell. <laughs> that was, you deserve that bell. <laughs> Give thyself a bell. Not two, though. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. She doesn't know. listen to this show, does she? I hope she does. She probably does. <laughs> on her. Just, 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 just for the torture. So I'm sorry, Tace. I didn't interrupt you. No, <laughs> no, was, no, 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 no. You didn't. That was that was. Good. That was funny. <laughs> yes. Oh, My man. middle name's Anhedonia. Blank Anhedonia blank. Well, her first name was Anne and her middle name Hedonia. So. <laughs> anyway, that's not even good, but it, it would work. It would make sense, it though. Would it, would, it would explain a lot of things. And, you know, the, the Anne in front of, so hedonism, that's where this comes from. Mm-hmm. The word hedonism oh. means to... Over you know, to, to enjoy everything yeah. Yeah. and to kind of overdo Love it, and then it, yeah. the Greek a in front of it, but you wouldn't say a hedonia, so we'll add the n sound mm-hmm. to split up those uh, phonemes. So anhedonia means not enjoying yeah. things. Yep. Okay. So, but that's the root word. Interesting. Yeah. Hedonism, and I mean, from he for hedonism and anhedonia are the same. So anhedonia, apathy. Right. Uh, let me see. Uh, what what uh, what else? Um, uh, you know, a change in eating habits, change in sleeping habits, depressed mood, those kinds of things. That's not what you were having, right, Tace? No. I what was, were you having? I was exhausted all the time. Fatigue. And, I mean, and and I could not. It's the one thing that was in common between depression I was, and this. I mm. knew something else was going on, and my numbers were. They had told me that I had. Um, Hashimoto's, and tell um, everybody what Hashimoto's is because they got to get on the same page. It's just when your thyroid screwed up. <laughs> okay, I mean, your thyroid fair. doesn't well, work anymore. You, and, give and, myself and, a bell. No. <laughs> get and at first, it works too good, and then it won't work at all, and then Correct. it's back and forth and back and forth and back and forth until it's it just. It's an dies. autoimmune disorder where the thyroid is attacked by your own antibodies which initially causes it to be stimulated Mm -hmm. and maybe produce too much thyroid hormone. And then when it finally kills the thyroid, then this is oversimplified, but when it finally kills the thyroid, then you're producing too little. Right. Right? So tell us what what you felt like. Just give us the experience that you had with the endocrinologist. Okay. My anxiety was through the roof. I mean, I, I couldn't hardly function and I was exhausted at the same time yeah so I walked in to see him really hoping for some help from this quote-unquote specialist correct and um my family practice physician knew more than he did and he treated me by number and your evidence being what what did he do my evidence being how I felt no I'm saying you your family practice provider knew more than this person as far as treating you what's your evidence when you say that well because she made me feel good he did not okay 
And and what did he do? He didn't do anything. <laughs> okay. Pissed you off. Well, if he didn't do anything, you wouldn't have walked out. What was what was? Well, he the said, conflict? "Don't let depression get you down. Mm-hmm. Your numbers are fine." There you go. That's the key. So what he did was he looked at you as if you were a number on a piece of paper rather than looking at the whole person. It's called a holistic approach to medicine. We're not talking about holistic medicine. That's Dr. Scott's bailiwick. (laughs) What we're talking about is looking at the whole person. And people are not fucking numbers on a piece of paper. This Men have the same thing yes. when they go in and uh, the range of testosterone is 300 to 800 and your testosterone is 301 and they go, well, you're normal. What's in the normal range? So ain't nothing wrong with you. That It is such bullshit because what they're doing, Tace, is confining you to one or two standard deviations on a bell curve. But the reason we have fucking bell curves is because there are people that live on the periphery. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have a bell curve. Not everybody has to be confined to one to two standard deviations. You got to use your, oh, I'm mad yeah. today. You got to <laughs> use your head. Yes. When you're looking at these things. And it's just like my, um, Mm, no, it's as if an, if you had an employer that said, we're going to uh, uh, only pay you, uh, you know, if you're on productivity, for example, we're only going to pay you two standard deviations above the mean. Anything above that, we're just going to cut it off. It's stupid. It's just stupid. You work till September and then you're off October, right. November. Yes, mm-hmm. it's idiotic. Yep. And when you look at testosterone, particularly, how do they determine these normals? This is the problem with these uh, quote-unquote professionals mm. is they've forgotten their math and they've forgotten the, uh, you know, where these numbers come from. They don't just, these ranges aren't just set in stone. They are determined empirically. In other words, you get a thousand people. Let's do testosterone first, then we'll do the, the thyroid. Right, yep. You get a thousand people and you test them all for uh, testosterone. Mm-hmm. And then you take the mean of those numbers and you go two standard deviation, just a simple mathematical thing, and you go, that's the normal range. Two, right. We're going to agree that two standard deviations from the mean is normal. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem with that is that a lot of people are walking around with undiagnosed low testosterone and they are included in that and they're miserable and and but they're included in that calculation so it's skewing the normal range down mm-hmm. um, and so you are including people with low testosterone whoa Oop. what was that I don't know. Wasn't me. I didn't touch anything, I swear. I didn't touch anything. Okay. All right. Maybe it's just my brain getting ready to explode. (laughs) uh, It's skewing the normal range downward. And so when you have a a provider, and I'm looking at you, nurse practitioners and PAs, too, when I talk about this, Mm -hmm. that says, well, 301 is normal, but 299 is abnormal. But you've got somebody, let's say they're they're 350 but they have all the symptoms. Right. They're f- uh, t- low testosterone. We're talking low testosterone right. here. Fatigue, 
uh, erectile dysfunction. Um, insomnia. Sure. Is insomnia a, is a big one. That's what mine is, yeah. Um, uh, and they also have uh, physical weakness and loss of libido, et cetera, et cetera. But you're telling somebody, oh, no, you're normal, so yeah. I'm not going to treat you. Right. You're an asshole. Yep, yep. And it's the same GD thing when you have somebody with thyroid disorder yep. and you're confining them to two standard deviations from the mean, whereas you and Mel B both are slightly different and you need a slightly different number. Mm-hmm. It's oh, And, you know, the other thing is when you get a number that is um, uh, uh Abnormal. What's the first thing you do, Scott? And you're not a, a clinician in this sense. What's the first thing you do when you get an abnormal Re-check test result? Recheck it. Thank you. Oh. Okay. Nice. Whoops. Oh shit. Oh, he's know. giving bells yes, out. Like, can, yes. They're coming why, out of style. Why can't I, hear I love it. I, I can. Re- I can hear a bell in my head. Give thyself a bell. Oh, there's your bell. <laughs> All right, I got it fixed. Anyway, so uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> Where were we in that conversation before I went Something about for... deviated well, yeah. standards <laughs> from the norm right on. Deviated somewhere else. Devi- a deviated septum. Yeah, you guys are just yeah. different. You need to be treated like people, not numbers on a piece of paper. That's right. all I'm trying to say. And I, and I like to add to that, too, Dr. Steve. You know, 50 years ago, and which is not that long ago, right. there weren't computers saying, well, you know your your thyroid this or and you know the 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 providers used to go oh gosh you have these things you must have blank right and didn't necessarily need a a a, a lab value that was generated through a computer right that says hey man you yeah you get this stuff so I think the biggest the biggest take we've home lost our ability. people need to listen yes thank you and pay attention I'm not giving you another bell for uh, that. I agree uh, but with that's you right percent but it's 100 percent right because yeah, people like Tacy you know the, the benefit Tacy has is first of all she's smart she knows her body she pays attention and she can articulate you know but think Didn't about help. the help but, but that's my point. But think about the the help. folks that, that that don't have her knowledge of medicine. Yeah, I mean, hell, they're just walking out. Of, they're walking out. there going, well, I guess I ain't got that. Yeah, you know, like, I guess oh, no, I'll yeah. just feel yeah, like shit. Well, yeah, I, guess, I guess I'm supposed to feel terrible. I told like three one. I'm normal. I'm normal. Yeah, it beats all I ever. So, yep. Clinicians out there, look at your patient. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story. The the year is 1987. I am a an intern in uh, family medicine, rotating on internal medicine. I am thirteen was... years old. Okay, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, oops, wrong, wrong. <laughs> Can you like shut up? <laughs> so anyway, actually, let's amend that. It was 1986, so you were 12. <laughs> and um, which, by the way, I told her dad at one point, thanks for being such an asshole. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, okay, what do you mean? I said, well, if you had invited me over to your house when I was an intern, mm-hmm. like these other people I won't name, because uh, it'll dox everybody. Sure. Uh, but like this attending and that attending who had us over for barbecues and stuff like that. Instead, you were an asshole who tried to keep me out of the, the doctor's lounge. Mm-hmm. And you didn't want to have anything to do with us unless it was 2 in the morning when your patients died, which they always did. Right. And I had to go <laughs> pronounce them. Um, if you'd been a nice person like that, I would have met Tacey when she was 12. And when she came into my office... Mm-hmm. At age whatever it was, one or well, now yeah. she's older than that. Uh, then she would have been off limits. Yep. 
because yeah. I would have gone, oh, no, I met you when I you were 12. When you were diapers, yeah. Yeah, but weird. instead he didn't, and here we are. But anyway. Well, there you go. Um, so uh, what was I going to talk Oh, no. So, okay. Ni- in 19- 1986. Yeah, off. you got a story. 1986. You were a resident. <laughs> yeah. cr- yes, I'm just rambling. That's Internal medicine. So 1986. Right. Uh, got a lady in the uh, intensive care unit. Her legs are mottled. Her blood pressure is 70 over nothing. And uh, she had what we called then bacteremia, which we now call sepsis. sepsis. Okay. And uh, it was pretty obvious, and and she she had stage four cancer. Not obvious, not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And but uh, she had a, a slightly elevated creatinine, which is a sign of kidney failure. And her potassium was six. Now that's uh, uh, what what we call a panic value when your potassium is elevated, because the body usually is just in its um, homeostasis, in other words, it's a, it's desire to keep everything nor you know on a normal level, mm-hmm. uh, and compensating for uh, changes and stuff like that. It wasn't able to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So my chief resident, who will also remain nameless, uh, looks at this and goes, "Okay," and he starts firing off orders. Right, mm-hmm. ding, 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 ding. Give some. Uh, give some uh, furosemide IV. Let's do K-exalate, which is a potassium um, retaining resin. Give her a K-exalate enema. We'll do this, this, and that. And uh, maybe some uh, calcium, if I remember right, uh, intravenous. And we moved on on rounds. Well, that afternoon, when we did afternoon rounds, he looked at her labs and it showed a uh, potassium of 4.2. And he's like, yes, yes. And he's strutting up and down the ICU, you know, punching the air as if, um, you know, he'd actually accomplished something. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and back and this went on. Oh, wow. For several minutes. Showing off how smart he was. Yeah. Or she was. Yes. And punching the air. And I'm like, dude. You know, you're not looking at the patient at all. You are literally looking at a number on a piece of paper and congratulating yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, um, she passed away that night, mm-hmm. as everybody kind of knew that happen, she was yep. going to. And uh, you know that it really it was a little bit later. I saw a movie called My Dinner with Andre. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? No, movie? I've never heard of that. Never it's Wallace Shawn, and can you look it up? It's sure, I, I can't remember the director's name. It wasn't Andre Previn. It was a different Andre. And uh, Wallace Shawn did this movie. It's My Dinner l- with Who? I'm sorry. My Dinner with Andre. Gotcha. <laughs> well, hell, fire. a little short-term memory loss there. Just a little. Literally f- four seconds ago. But anyway, <laughs> uh, My Dinner with Andre, <laughs> oh. and it is two hours yeah. almost of Wallace Shawn, and Andre so and so eating dinner, okay. and them just having a conversation. And at one point during this, Andre, the director, uh, is talking to Wallace Shawn, the actor, and you know him, right? It's Wally Shawn, the guy from, you know, it's inconceivable from the Princess Bride. Princess Bride, yeah. And uh, but Andre's talking about when his mom was in the hospital, and if I remember correctly, she had stage four cancer. Similarly dying in the hospital, but she had fallen and broken her wrist. And the orthopedist had um, uh, had splinted her wrist or cast it or whatever. And he came out and talked to Andre and said, 
Yeah, she's doing great. She's oh. doing great. All he looked, and he said all he looked at was her arm. Right. This patient, elderly woman, dying in the hospital, and he comes out and says she's doing great. Mm-hmm. Because he had looked at the cast on her arm, and he had done what, uh, his, his thing, job. and it was a good job. Yeah. Did you find out who Andre <clears throat> is? No. Oh, but I will tell you this. Oh hey, but I will tell you this. Hey, well, hang on, hang Andre on. Gregory. Yeah, there you Wallace go. Sean. Well, yeah, I was reading. You, Andre Gregory. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a ninety-two percent. So yeah, it's been a awesome, really good movie. Yeah, it's an awesome, awesome kind of part, art yeah. film. Yeah, you get, you have ADHD too. Yeah. He got caught up in the in the. Uh, <laughs> I told somebody the other day. I said the only person I know with worse ADHD than is me. Is him. Yeah. <laughs> and us two together. Yeah, poor Stacy. Like, Scott's reading the review. Tasty needs. Oh, this thing got good reviews. Uh, it was a sort of a seminal art film, existential film, where it's just two guys talking for an hour and a half, and mm-hmm. that's it. And uh, it was really there. Is it sad or is it? No, it's, it's really compelling. It's sad and yeah. it's funny. Okay, it's okay. yeah, it's compelling. It's okay. crazy. Okay. You know, it's Wally Shawn. Oh, he's so awesome. He's who awesome. doesn't love him? It would be inconceivable not yeah, to like right, him. Right, right, right. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> But it, so same sort of thing. And back then, when was that movie made? Does it say Dr. Scott okay, was made? Okay, I'm on it. I'm on it. Okay, no, I'm gonna beat you. Hold on. It was about the 81. same time. About Damn the it. same time. So Damn it, she's right. I I don't think I saw it until after this thing had happened, but um, it was contemporary. You know, well, it was in the same decade, and uh, that was what was going on in medicine right then. As we were just looking at our own little pieces, and we were looking at pe- people as numbers on a piece of paper. And sadly, for Tacy and NP Mel B and countless dudes who have low normal testosterone, this shit is still going on. Now, if you have low normal testosterone and you're symptomatic, email me. Uh, go to drsteve.com, click contact, or you can just email me. I give out my email address. I don't give a damn. It's mm-hmm. drsteve202 at gmail.com, mm-hmm. and I will send you an article to print out and take it to your primary care provider that says you should treat low normal people who are symptomatic because right. when you do that, if they have quote-unquote low normal testosterone, which we now know if you're symptomatic is low testosterone, uh, that it improves their health-related quality of life, and that's all we care about when it comes to testosterone anyway. Yeah, and, okay. and I think a lot of people don't understand, too, Dr. Steve, that, you know, those numbers on some people, are 300 may be high for some people, depending on what their that baseline is is, was, that's you know. Right. I mean, and that's why it takes a, just a little bit of effort from your provider to say, well, let's let's look at this and see how you're doing. Because yeah. just because you're, it's three, if it's three, three o two, and you feel awesome and you're lifting weights and you're and everything's perfect, you don't need it treated. Yeah, it, it's in the same token. So yeah, <clears throat> that's right. That's right. If you're not symptomatic, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't treat no, it. No, heck no. If the numbers were low, that's yeah. correct. As long as you're, as long as you're. That's what there. we're trying to do: is treat symptomatic hmm. hypogonadism. Right. Now, if you want to preserve. Uh, fertility, you don't want to necessarily get on testosterone. If you're trying to have a kid and your testosterone is low, then you want to get on clomiphene, which Tacey was on. You want to talk about that experience? <laughs> Made me evil. Yeah. Well, no, well, you weren't so evil, but uh, <laughs> when you came off of it, you were crying for two weeks. And oh, well. when every time your, uh, your um, uh, pregnancy test was negative because what oh, they were giving it to her for gotcha. was to stimulate ovulation because Tacey has um, uh, PCOS. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, it's like um, peace. Uh, it's like peace. Yeah, pieces of shit, right? <laughs> PCOS. And um, so, for months and months and months, they gave her a certain dose of clomiphene, and we would have to have intercourse at a certain time. Mm-hmm. And um, and that included whether we had people over to the house or not, or a clock could go off and say, "Well, we have to do it right now." Yep. And that was always fun. It was sort of like what I imagine um, medieval <laughs> marriages were like, where the people had to sit outside and, wa- and almost watch the king and queen consummate their marriage to make sure it was legal. Oh wow! Well, right? it had to be done. So yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It just had to be done. It wasn't for any. It's a good thing she didn't enjoy it. It was just any a, it was reason. A job. No, there's no, no. It's, it just had. But yeah, when it, happens, it took... when it happens but that then, quickly, there's not a lot to. But it... then they doubled her dose, and then she had. Uh, then we got pregnant with Liam immediately. Uh, oh wow! Yes, but but we were also on vacation, and Correct. that was uh, I think the stress. Stresslessness of it. We we highly recommend to people who are having trouble getting oh, yeah. pregnant is go on vacation. It works almost just, every time. Yeah, it, well, does, yeah. it, it almost worked. Almost. It worked for us for twice. Us, yeah. The second time we were on vacation and we didn't know it because we came back and said, "Okay, we're going to have another kid because Liam needs somebody to play with," which he played with him for about five years and then that was the end of that, that end of but you know he they, you know anyway so <laughs> they just they don't dislike each other they just have no, nothing no. to do with each no. other except now they're living literally on top of each other in college so we're gonna see how that goes um funny but, but um i was looking forward to the uh the, to the attempt at getting pregnant again because that what that meant was Clomiphene, then have intercourse, 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 then cry for two weeks, and then which I could live with if the first part was happening, <laughs> and then do it again until she got pregnant. And she was just getting ready to start the clomiphene, and what the fuck? She was already pregnant. And I'm like, rats! I was no like, no more sex God for me. Damn it! It's over. The fun was over at that point. Yeah, she came in and said, "Look at this." <laughs> Because they test you yep. before they start giving you the oh clomid, which God, is the appropriate hilarious. thing to do, and she was already pregnant, and that had again happened on vacation. So, so that that's where the that's how the streak began. Yeah, and then the first time uh, you were in in labor for what seventeen hours, and it was rough, and she had to have the epidural and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. The second time, she barely had time yeah. to get the epidural, and when they got the epidural in, they said, "Well, let's check you," and she was ten centimeters. Yeah. And it was like, "Oh, let's get this thing out of here." I got stuff. Her to dad. Do. Yep. Didn't make it. Her mom didn't make it. Um, you know, it was like we're having this baby right now. Hmm. So, really, Tacy could she just blooped back out. She could have had twenty kids mm-hmm. if we'd been, you know, a frontier mom and pop and a little you know? younger. Yeah, I pushed harder to pee. <laughs> yeah, he just blooped, and there he was. He just fell out. Yep. Okay, but let's move on. Okay. Well, was that bad? enough, Tacy? Enough, Tacy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. It's Tacy's time of topics. A time for Tacy to discuss topics of the day. Not to be confused with Topic Time with Harrison Young, which is copyrighted by Harrison Young and Area 58 Public Access. And now, here's Tacy. By the way, Logan Field is in the um, in the, in the fluid family waiting room, and uh, that's my friend John that I went to visit in Wilmington, and he we just got my Moogfest blanket back. So, oh, John, cool. thank you very much, my friend. And I had a question from him in the queue, and I just realized it was from 2021. So maybe we'll play it anyway. In honor for me, I think it's some damn anti-vax thing, which is fine, but I think that's probably what it is, or some vaccine skepticism from 2021, because John was quite the uh, vaccine skeptic. Well, we'll see. Since he's here, we'll play it, and then uh, we can either make fun of him or go, yeah, bro, you know what? You were, you were fucking right. So anyway, what you got, Taste? Okay, so my first article or topic... Mm is um, about ADHD and how <laughs> there are symptoms beyond a lack of focus. Uh-oh. Yes. So, Uh-oh. Check. Um, Here we go. Check. I have 13 other ADHD symptoms oh, shit. as well as the criteria you must meet to receive a diagnosis as an adult. Oh, okay. Let's, well, let's, let's have, let's have, let's have Okay. Okay. These check. are pretty yeah, disorganization. Like... What? Disorganization. Check. check. Relationship concerns, such Double. as... Ha! Inattentiveness, being easily bored, talking over people in conversation. To what now? I'm not. I didn't hear a thing she just <laughs> oh, said. So anyway, what's the next topic? As a, pers- the as next a result, <laughs> <laughs> a person with ADHD may come across as insensitive, uh, no. irresponsible, Fuck or uncaring. Uh, and do what? Uh, no, we're doing that. <laughs> That's inconceivable. Okay, Number three, lack of focus, of course. Oh, shit. Being easily distracted. Did you see that I'm fucking a, thing? We are Who on a is roll. That guy? Finding it hard to listen to others in a conversation. Chick. Says, I usually listen to Sirius every Saturday. This past Saturday, there wasn't an episode on the feed. What? Oh. Uh-oh. Not in a baseball game. Oh, I bet they're preempting us again. Yeah. Number four, restlessness <laughs> and anxiety. We Shh, double check. Got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> An adult with ADHD may move around frequently, <laughs> tap their hands or feet, nope. shift in their seat, okay. find these, it difficult to sit still. Emotional concerns. Mm. No, don't have any of those. Hyper focus. Oops. Oops. Often okay, let her distracted, do it. but Jesus. they m- may also have something called hyper focus. Mm hmm. Where now they we can get that. so engrossed in something that they become unaware of anything else around them. That's how we Gosh. knew our kid had it. <laughs> Liam played Star Wars, Lego Star Wars. We just set, wanted to see how long he would go. What was he, six? Yeah. And we wanted to see how long he would go, and it was hours oh, and yeah. hours and hours. We, just, we weren't going to stop him. We eventually had to. It right. was like, well, we can't keep up with it. On top of that. Well, he was hogging the good he's TV. He's hogging t- the TV. Exactly <laughs> right. Okay, go on. Time management concerns. 
Mm, no, oh, procrastination on tasks. Mm. Oh, showing up late. Fuck off. <laughs> ignore assignments they consider boring. Uh-huh. What about forgetfulness? Not a chance. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> we all know that that can affect careers and relationships. Mm. Mm. Impulsivity. Mm. Interrupting others again, being socially inappropriate, <laughs> rushing through tasks. Okay, okay, okay. I got it. All right. Acting sounds without like, much consideration for the consequences. Uh, uh, it sounds like this is a. Is this a? Is, is, she, this is an she talking to her therapist? Yeah. <laughs> Written by. I'm just kidding. <laughs> negative self images. Yeah. Well, I am a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Lack of motivation mm-hmm. and That's fatigue. Physical <sighs> health concerns. Okay. So okay, enough. I was I was ninety nine out of a hundred so far. Yeah, substance misuse as well. Uh, that I don't have a problem with. So testing unless for Celsius it, counts, which I think for you sometimes it might. It might. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and you, okay is perfect. This wine wine drinker, testing for adult ADHD. Okay. It typically involves at least two detailed interviews with a mental health professional or primary care physician. <laughs> I can't sit. I can barely sit down for one, much less make it yes. two. And and then you need to have, so according to the DSM-5, which is Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, yeah. you need three ADHD presentations. I love the Three. Sorry. Three. You know, three of, of those symptoms, yeah. And so I was just looking at my you know, uh, soundboard um, and uh, <laughs> wanted to play that one. You may want to consider cognitive behavioral therapy if your symptoms are mild <laughs> just by getting organized, stick with plans, and finish activities that you start. I'm so fucked. And, uh, you know, the thing is, I'm 60-something. However, <laughs> I'm going to be 68 years old in, what, two weeks, and... It's a little bit late to, <laughs> you know, to cognitive behavioral. Therapy. And I can't tolerate the medicine. No, I've done cognitive <laughs> cognitive behavioral uh, uh, therapy. I, I'm actually in therapy, individual therapy right now, and she does a bunch of stuff. But, you know, what am I going to do? Right. I'm going to start taking Adderall now. Oh, hell no. You know, I went undiagnosed for literally 60 years. I've sort of known about it. <laughs> And what, uh, Dr. Steve, what gave it away? Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, it's like I look, I look I was, in the mirror. I'm like, oh, my God, I drive myself. I drive myself crazy. Yeah. Not to mention everybody around me. I was in uh, in elementary school. They didn't have such a thing in 1960. Mm-hmm. And so I was just an underachiever and I was disruptive in class and I was stupid Steve mm-hmm. all that time, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, the, the only reason, well, not the only reason, one of the reasons I, I <laughs> succeeded in medical school was, uh, and I did kick its ass, was I finally figured out how to harness it mm-hmm. to my well benefit, but it didn't change the fact that I had ADHD. I had to harness that hyper-focusing shit. Right, you can laser focus, yeah. But um, one of my classmates who was, uh, who was he in medical school? He had already graduated and was a cardiologist. Uh, told my best friend that uh, Steve will never make it. And I went, okay, you know what? It's on. <laughs> <laughs> the gauntlet. It's on. <clears throat> 
And oh no, I don't think it is on. No, it's on. It was on, <laughs> and uh, that carried me through uh, some tough times in medical school thinking about him mm-hmm. saying that shit behind my back to my best friend, yeah. who he knew was my best. Yep, friend. yep. You know, and, and it's, when she was reading through those the, all those lists, I, it took me back when I was in second grade. I remember getting you know sent to the principal's office because I refused to do the homework. Uh, dude, I was always. I, could, I was. I said, I'm not gonna do. That same math problem 20 times. I did it once. I know how to do it, and I don't have to show you how to do it. I'm going to tell you something even worse. I never learned my my multiplication tables. Mm -hmm. I still don't know them. I mean, I kind of do. But uh, what I learned is that... you know, uh, multiplying times six is the same as multiplying times three and then times two. And multiplying times eight was the same as multiplying times four and then times two and shit like that. And then I had to m- memorize the sevens. I'm still a little fuzzy on those. Sevens are hard. And, yeah, so seven. Well, but then every one of the sevens is a two, three, four, five, or six. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows seven times seven, 49. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, uh, 8 times 7 is going to be 4 times 7 times 2, you know, et cetera. And that's how I learned that because I was, by God, not going to memorize all these damn tables. It was way more fun to do it that way. Yep. And, of course, Tacey, her dad... Um, taught her the magic way of doing nines, and that's the way I learned them, too. You know, six times nine, you take six minus one is five, and then five plus what is nine? That's four, 54, which actually is a lot more work than just learning six times nine is 54, yep. you know? Yep. But anyway, yep. so, yeah, I never learned them because fuck that. I'm not <laughs> learning this. My mom had a record play. I had a record player in my room. She had records. That would play, and she tried to subliminally get me to learn it at night. It would go, six times three is 18, six times four is 24. And it would sing this song, and it would go over and over, and I would hear it go, and then, six times one is six. Just over and over and over again. It's like, God, give me a break. That didn't help. How funny. Anyway, that's good stuff. Well, it was ADHD. That's what yep. it was. I like, yeah. And uh, Tacey, I apologize for uh, being a, 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 an ADHD asshole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, me too. And I'm sorry that me you too. had to marry this. I really do apologize for that. I would it do it again. Change anything. I'm still going to be impulsive and do stupid shit. Topic number two. All right, topic number two. There we go. COVID out trial. This is a breakthrough study on a diabetic drug that helps prevent long COVID. Oh, wow. Oh, I did read this. This Metformin when taken Mm -hmm. early during a COVID infection. Now, this has not been published, but it will be in The Lancet. Yeah, this is in a preprint, has not gone through peer review, I think, right? Is uh, that correct? That is correct. So they've uh, submitted it to Lancet. I don't know. Has Lancet... um, Accepted it yet? Tate? I don't know. In my little okay, so, so yeah, let's just ask. take this with a grain of salt. It's on a preprint server. That's my understanding. Forty-two anyway, percent drop in long COVID with mild to moderate infections. And they're defining long COVID as hmm. COVID that lasts a long time. <laughs> no, were there specific <laughs> symptoms of long COVID no. that they were looking there at? There were three oral meds that were tested: metformin, ivermectin, and fluvoxamine. Yeah. It was called the COVID-out trial. 
Hmm. Blinded to randomized treatments. Trial was decentralized with no in-person contact with participants. Aged 30 to 85, obese, confirmed COVID, fewer than seven days symptoms, no known prior infection. You, they joined the study within three days of a positive test. Okay, I'm going to back up, and everything I said was bullshit. This thing has been accepted. It's just published online first and has not hit the print journal yet. So oh, this is cool. that changes things. Cool. Okay, so this thing has been peer-reviewed. It's been accepted for publication in the Lancet Infectious Disease um, hmm. Uh, and it, it's published online first. Sorry, Chase, go ahead. So the monthly follow-up for 300 days and participants told if they get a long COVID diagnosis or not. Okay. Metformin was um, doled out over 14 days. They had 1,323 in the study and 1,125 agreed to do long-term follow-up. 564 in the Metformin group. About 55% had received the primary COVID-19 vaccination series. 8.4% reported that they were diagnosed with long COVID. Metformin group 6.3 got long COVID compared to 10.6 with placebo. Risk reduction for metformin was 42% versus placebo. When it was started less than four days after symptoms began, there was a 64% reduction. The others showed no benefit. More research is needed. Okay. So uh, what they were looking at were any sort of symptoms that were related to a COVID-19 infection that lasted uh, beyond a certain time. And what they were saying is most of the studies stopped looking at people after 35 days, and they looked at people much longer than that, uh, day up to day 180. So they said uh, 1,100 completed one survey after the assessment for long COVID at day 180. Did you, did you, did, I didn't hear if you read that because I was reading. I said so. monthly follow-up for 300 days. <clears throat> okay. And All participants right. told if they had a long COVID diagnosis. I'm just looking to see how they defined long COVID because they had a specific definition of long COVID. And I'm trying to find what their definition was, but it's, I guess it was just any symptoms. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll try to research that just so that now I know a bunch of people that have long COVID in the, uh, yeah, I see, I see overall, right. Um, 8.3% of the participants reported receipt of a long COVID diagnosis by day 300. So this was pretty long study for this kind of study. And most of the long COVID diagnoses were made by primary care providers. Did you um, did you come across that? And I'm still looking to see how they were defining long COVID. But I think it's just uh, any person that had symptoms like loss of of uh, smell, smell or taste or yes, brain fog or something things. like yeah, that. That, yeah. that they didn't have it prior to that were associated with the diagnosis. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Did they rule out other other? I mean, other. Things like thyroid no, or testosterone or stuff. I mean, uh, they said there's selection bias in that individuals who choose to enroll in clinical trials and complete 10 months of follow-up might not represent the general population. You think they're all the people with hyper-focusing from ADHD. Uh, Tacey, do you want to talk a little bit about what metformin is? Um, no, not really. Oh, that's fine. I mean, I did my topic time. So it's that's, 
pretty much. It, it, metformin is a diabetes drug. Let's just say that. Just and it's brand very, name glucophage. Yeah, and it's very commonly used in uh, diabetes. So, they also said they ex- excluded groups at low risk for severe COVID nineteen. And adults with a normal BMI and those who are younger than 30 years old, whether those findings would be generalizable to those populations remains unknown. So this is an early study. But, you know, what the hell? The problem with just throwing everybody on metformin is, is there are some adverse effects from or possible adverse effects from that, including low blood sugar. And GI adverse effects. Yep. And shitting yourself and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, flatulence and that kind of stuff. But uh, also, they don't know, I don't think they know what the the proper dose is. So if they want to look at this, now what they got to do right. is do a prospective study on metformin alone, saying we're going to do placebo versus 100 milligrams or whatever, you know, 25 milligrams, 100, 300, and try to find the right dose for this. Above this, we had no uh, perceived benefit in long COVID, but we had more side effects. So, and then they can kind of narrow down what the dose is. That's pretty cool, though. Cool. Good right. stuff. You done with that? Yes, I have one other topic that's really boring. Yeah, so no, it's not boring. No, nah, do it, do it. We'll, we'll, All right, here yeah, we we'll go. The then yep. you asked for it. Go yep. potty. Both intermittent fasting and calorie restriction may benefit the gut. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. But gut. But but <laughs> gut bacteria in the microbiome are important to a range of health-related processes in the body, and a lack of diversity is tied to more diseases. Mm-hmm. There are several so-called blue zones in the world, one in the United States, areas with extremely high rates of people who live past the age of 100 years old. Hmm. So, intermittent fasting. A new study from the University of Colorado's medical school highlights how changes in the gut microbiome brought about through dietary interventions can influence gene regulation and overall health. Really? So participants in this study, all who, whom have either overweight or obesity, were instructed to fast for three non-consecutive days each week for a year. And an earlier analysis found that the diversity of gut bacteria in individual microbiomes right. was <laughs> significantly improved, even at only three months into the year-long study. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. So what they find out? You were right. You were right. I'm having trouble coming up with topics. I should have trusted you. No. Um, Just you know what? All you got to Google dick, dick nuts. I don't want to always do that. Okay. All right. Go ahead. So anyway, if you're going to fast, or you're going to do calorie reduction, yes. Apparently, it helps your microbiome in your gut. And and that would lead to improvement in. What? Are they saying cardiovascular disease or just how you feel or what? Well, we don't know. I mean, okay. you know, it's in here yeah, somewhere. you were right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have pushed you to do this one. I was thinking we might just work, use this one to uh, play us out, but it's okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. All right. So intermittent fasting might be good for the gut and will uh, to be determined whether there's any significant um uh, benefit to your overall health. I'll try to make the next one no, no, about no, no. a penis. Yeah, well, yeah, you can throw yeah. a penis in there every once in a while. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's see. Let's do John's phone call. Let's do John. See, this is three, two years later. Is this complete horseshit? Because it, this is actually two years and two months later. That's how old this voicemail is. We'll see. Is Logan Field still in there? Hey, Dr. Yeah. Steve. Okay. Long time listener, first time caller. Okay. Quack, quack. No, I'm just kidding. I've called you a few times before. 
This is Logan Field in uh, Wilmington. Um, I had a uh, just a quick question, comment, whatever you want to call it. Um, I uh, I know there's a lot of people out there who are not um, getting vaccinated or choosing not to not to not to be vaccinated, and uh, a lot of their family members. I'm assuming he's talking about for COVID-19, yeah. not for measles, mumps, and rubella and that kind of stuff. Are uh, not, I guess, happy with that and possibly a little freaked out about it. Oh, yeah, we had all kinds of people like that. We had people that were not vaccinated, that were not allowed to go to family reunions and stuff like that mm-hmm. during this. Because yeah. of the fact that they're not being vaccinated. And they think- and Stacy Deloach, if you remember, you know he caught a lot of hell, and I caught a lot of hell for his prank that he pulled with, uh, you know, a counterfeit fake or you know a vaccine card. But the point of that was that if you had a concert where you made people bring a vaccine card for a hundred bucks. Uh, that was the premise. The hundred bucks you get a fake one. You that did not protect you. No, it didn't protect you. So anyway, think that. Uh, and, and, and uh, you know, they are vaxxed, and, and right. they think that just because, you know, that person isn't vaxxed, that's going to make it more dangerous for the person who is vaccinated or... or- right, and that's another question is, you know, Jimmy Dore always said, listen, if you want to wear a mask and you want to get vaccine, well, you're protected. So what do you care if, if I have one or not? If you believe that the vaccine, which, of course, we know... The, the vaccine is uh, perfectly uh, uh, effective and prevents transmission of disease and hospitalization and death. I am, you know, that's for the YouTube algorithm. Um, if you have done all those things, you're protected. What do you care if somebody else does? Now, I've kind of come around to some of this in the sense that I'm not a fan of mandates. I never have been. People go, well, you're a shield for the vaccine company. I say, are you aware that I was against mandating vaccines from day one? And they're like, no. And it's like, okay, well then we're, we're cool. I was in favor of therapeutics from day one. And, uh, I'm still wonder what the hell happened to favipiravir. I see we have molnipiravir on the market with its 30% reduction in, um, in hospitalization compared to, say, uh, early IV remdesivir or, you know, or Paxlovid for people at high risk. And that's for people at high risk. But I'll tell you what monopiravir is awesome for. If you're not at high risk and you can get your doctor to prescribe it, it'll make you feel better in about a day. Hmm. So that stuff is the bomb for symptomatic relief. Just don't assume that it's going to be great for keeping you out of the hospital if you're at high risk. But if you're at high risk, you should be doing early remdesivir, or you should be doing uh, Paxlovid or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. But what the hell happened to Favipiravir? June of 2021, um, it was out there. I was talking about it on my COVID sit reps, and it just kind of faded away. You know, Fuji had this drug that was... Um, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm getting into the weeds on this, but Fuji had a drug for influenza that was very promising for SARS-CoV-2, and it just kind of never went anywhere, and I'm not sure what happened there, mm-hmm. because the next thing we knew, we had Paxlovid. Well, it wasn't the next thing we knew. 
a year later, we had uh, molnupiravir and Paxlovid, and we had these uh, antibodies that worked for a while and then didn't work, and now we're just not even bothering with the monoclonal antibodies anymore. Hmm. But anyway, uh, so yeah, it was a scary time, and uh, I'm, I know where John's going with this. Unfortunately, brevity is not his strong suit. But or even if the person... <laughs> Had coronavirus. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. And, and at that time, we weren't paying attention to natural immunity either. And we thought at that time that the vaccines were perfect. We're going to, because we were told that. Yep. We were told <clears throat> if you take the vaccine, you can go look at the videos from back then. If you take the vaccine, you won't get it. If you take the vaccine, you won't be able to transmit it to anybody. Now, mm. uh, does that make me an anti-vaccine person? Hell no. I'm uh, I'm taking the vaccine. When the booster comes out, I'm going to take it, uh, knowing that there's some risk, but there's more risk to me if, if being 67, 68 years old, if I don't take it, in my opinion. So, but, um, you know, so it's your choice. Don't try to mandate something that hasn't been approved by the federal government. That's my issue that I have, is that the FDA never approved these things. If they do, then we'll have a discussion. And when I say never approved them, I mean, you know, they're approved under emergency use authorization. But, you know, let's, uh, I'd like to, you know, the FDA is a very deliberative body, and they're not going to approve, approve something until they are by God ready to do so, which is why thalidomide never hit our shores, which is why I am still a fan of the FDA, despite all of the criticism that they've gotten, because it, they are, you know, very deliberative and we'll just see, you know. Um, yeah, there's adverse effects to everything, but you got to weigh the risk benefits and alternatives to things. In the end, at the very end of, um, of Delta... And beginning of Omicron, when things started to calm down, what we were seeing is everybody in the ICU was somebody that was unvaccinated. There's no doubt about that. So I and they were all people at high, high risk that had got not gotten the vaccine. So I, I still and most of the people who are critical of the vaccine still will say, yeah, if you're at high risk, this the vaccine is for you because the benefit outweighs the risk of the vaccine at that point. What they're not in favor of is mandating that, you know, school-age children get it until we can see that there's a clear danger from the, the virus that's greater than the risk of the vaccine. Anyway, all right. All right. Can't believe it. Thanks a lot, John. Thanks, we're still John. You brought us back to this pain shit. and suffering. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yep. Anyway, that's an old, old phone call, but still brings up some old. Um, old uh, emotions about that on that anyway okay yeah. well listen well thanks everybody uh for joining us today i brought up the wrong script so let me uh say uh thanks always go to dr scott thanks go to tacy thanks to everyone who's made this show happen over the years listen to our sirius xm show on the faction talk channel Sirius XM Channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. when we're not preempted for sports, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pl pleasure. Did you have a, 
another question from the Fluid family before yeah. I get on here. No, we can do it Saturday. You do? No, yeah. let's do it now. We're do it not now, doing yeah. one Saturday. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, we'll do it right now. Yeah, we'll do it now. Okay. Let's do it live. <clears throat> hey, Dr. Scott. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Do it. Hey, Dr. Scott, Dr. Steve. Hey. I had um, cataract surgery a week ago. Hey, congratulations. Yeah, so one eye. Best um, thing my dad said he ever did was have a cataract, yeah. cataract surgery. Yeah, well, it'd be interesting. Well, yeah, okay, we'll talk ahead. about that. Yeah, now, yeah. now I realize the yellow is gone. Didn't realize yellow was there to begin with. But something is yellow in your eyes. Something really weird is going on. Okay. Is it possible that part of the reason we develop cataracts is an evolutionary development to keep our retinas and our optic nerves from being damaged over time, hmm. to kind of similar to sunglasses? Um, when I got my new lenses, it, everything is so bright. I'm having to turn down the screens down to dim. Yeah. Um, TVs, um, cell phones, computers, and just normal lights are all a little too bright now. I'm pretty sure my brain will adjust. Just wondering if that's an evolutionary trend. I don't think so. Yeah. The reason I don't think so is because we never lived that long. Well, that's what I'm wondering is if, if as you leave, as you live in it, just kind of keeps so much light from coming through to keep your retinas from the the light sensitivity is coming from dryness after because you've got inflammation in your Mm -hmm. eye from them ripping out your old lens and putting a new one in well what they were talking about but he he said they had different lenses now like high definition lenses that cost three three thousand dollars or regular lenses two thousand and yeah yeah yeah. all that stuff but this is um your vision your vision should be clear which it is Mm -hmm. and it may take weeks for your eye to settle down and start lubricating again and the iris to work properly. What I recommend is don't fight it. Use um, sunglasses. Right on. Uh, when you're outside, use sunglasses. I'm sure they told you that. Mm. But uh, And then um, avoid direct sunlight for the first couple of weeks until it settles back down. And do exactly what you did. Turn the blue sensors down yep. or turn the... the uh, but it's. I, I don't think that it's an evolutionary thing to protect the eye i think after you have surgery which evolution did not prepare us for right exactly that, that your eye is just very sensitive because of the inflammation in the eye cool yeah but that's an awesome question great question and um my dad had cataracts in both eyes and he said the greatest thing he ever did was doing that because now i could see clearly again he didn't real again didn't realize how bad his eye was right I, you lose resolution for the most part when you're I, when your uh, eyes or the lenses get cataracts in them mm-hmm. and it is caused a lot of times by ultraviolet light mm-hmm. right right and uh, you know you get these spots on the lenses and the brain can control for that but you will lose resolution mm-hmm. and so that's what I'm noticing is that I have decreased resolution when I read things and I have to you know squint a little bit more and those kinds of things and when you really know you need to do something is uh, well two things will happen you will uh, be driving and the street lights will have halos around them and that's light refracting around these spots on your lenses just like when you see a, a picture of a star through a telescope you'll see those uh, refraction lines mm-hmm. that are really what you're looking at is light refracting around the struts that are holding the um, uh, the uh, lens secondary lens okay. you know in the middle of right. the uh, of the mirror and you'll see those lines and stars don't really look like that they don't really have you know six or four white lines around them but they will when you there's nothing you can do about that when you when you're using that kind of telescope hmm. 
And the other time that you'll know you need to do something is when your uh, ophthalmologist looks in your eye and goes, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, wow. And then you need to have your uh, cataracts removed. Right on. And, uh, but, yeah, that should get better. <laughs> Use the eye drops they gave you to lubricate your eye. I really like the um, Cysteine. Cysteine, uh, Cysteine, Cysteine Ultra. Okay. That's my favorite. But they may have told you other ones mm-hmm. to use, and that really should help quite a bit. Cool. Okay, okay. Well, thank you, Dr. D. All right. Well, thank you. And that's an excellent question. Are you done with questions over there? Yes, sir. I think we're wrapping it up. Okay. All right. Well, listen, uh, again, uh, thanks to uh, our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking. Get off your asses. Get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, guys. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.